0: West Limerick 102.
1: The following is the podcast of County Views. as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of July 2021 from 9 30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. County Views is available as a podcast. Just search for it on your favourite podcast apps. New episodes are uploaded by the end of Thursday each week. Good evening listeners,
0: it is Wednesday It is Wednesday evening and you're on Tune uh, to West Limerick 102 FM on this nice bright evening and I'm joined by Tom Ryan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon, independent. Baltimore, independent indeed, Tom is a very independent mind and uh, Jerome is an independent county councillor. There's a funding opportunity here, I've, uh, a nice lady sent it on to me, 700,000 in funding is being made available to applicants in groups operating at national region and local level to support community services and promote visibility and inclusion. this is called the PP. The PPN. PPN. Uh, there are two streams of funding, there are two streams of funding and applications must be submitted electronically. Applications for funding will remain open until 3 p.m. on Monday, to 26 like groups can access detailed guidance, etc. Uh, 700,000 funding has been made available to applicant groups operating at national, regional, le- local levels to support community services and promote visibility and inclusion of LGBTI plus people. And uh, Jason fills me in on what all that means, that any local group, voluntary groups who are looking for the grant of 700,000, a part of it, obviously, you have to have uh, LGBT among your organization, otherwise you don't qualify for the grant and he tells me the abbreviations of those are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transvestine, and what does that mean? I ask. Jason is very well up on all these masses of geniuses He's looked it all up for me, and transvestine is a cross-dresser, and transsexual is a person who changes their sex. We hope we have that explained properly to people. I don't know why they haven't an extra tea there. Jason attended that. There's LGBT. So to qualify for the grant nowadays. You have to have somebody in the LGBT category in your setup, otherwise
2: you do not qualify. I hate to have to correct you on something. Yes, but the T stands for transgender. Transgender. Thank yeah. you very much. And transvestite really is something. An anachronism. It's something from the past. It isn't very how will i put it politically correct to refer appreciate to a, somebody
0: as I appreciate
2: transgender. Transgender. i
0: appreciate all clarifications on those matters I'm I'm very, very much and very welcome indeed and i also wish john Harold a safe journey there and we hope we don't upset him in any way with that, that opening line tonight but i'll play him a song instead and it's a hit from the 60s and it covers all the lgbt and all the T's as well and it's lola from the, 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 a big group in the 60s and it is the Kings. Lola, sit back, John Harold, and enjoy after you. an the enjoyment there for the past hour and a half to all the listeners in West Limerick 102 Land.
1: Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
0: Now, oh, folks, that was the famous King's Hits from the 60s, and they said, boys will be bison, boys will be girls, and girls will be bison. But uh, ahead of that time, I and the hills of County Clare, where I was born and reared, and some people just men, men said one night I was born and reared and starved in the County Clare, <laughs> even though he was full of portraits at the same time when he said it. But what, what you said there was buys will be, 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 be buys, will be buys, <laughs> will be buys. <laughs> it's moved on. Uh, Jerome, in relation to that whole business, we started off to, to have gender quota thing. In quality. It was no longer based on qualifications and so on. It seems to be gone a little bit. It, it's not, are you social for the job anymore, or whether you're the right sex for the job, but that's well gone, by the wayside anyway, but...
2: Well, we can take a step back... In advance of that coming about, we had equality in terms of those you implied. Uh, Having worked in London in the 70s, you had to have a quote of colour mix, okay? Probably not referred to it in that uh, fashion now. Uh, And you had to imply so many that had, say, hearing impairment, that had various difficulties. It was correct. It was right. But, you know, you can go too far in implementing those rules and regulations. They are a big issue. As far as this is concerned, somebody has until the 26th of July to apply for some of that 170000 Sorry, 700000 We're Going to have people out there scratching their head, wondering who they're going to find that will meet the criteria to enable them uh, have some of this fund delivered to them. My own personal view, spending 700000 like that, I think it's a form of lunacy. When we have problems here... In, in that there are people below in the hub in Limerick that need houses that aren't there. Wouldn't we be far better off if we spent that seven hundred thousand housing a couple of families? So
0: here in the radio station, so if we didn't have anybody in the LGDB category that you, a, eh, would you have to go around and ask them or something? Or would you have oh, to absolutely. say? I would I have to say? Maybe. Jerome maybe. would have to
2: say he's as bent <laughs> as a Nessuuk. and
0: and and uh, then uh, you'd probably. So whether he likes him. it or not, we'd have to say Jerome Scanlan is among
2: them, and put him down, put his or name or down or there, well, yeah. I don't like putting it in that particular <laughs> fashion because that's the way it was put 40 or 50 years ago. As the message better coming from you than me, Tom.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's a strange kind of a situation that that kind of money is available. Now, I I definitely think that um, it's a good idea for to have community groups and all that and there's money available for them. But that criteria, I think, it wouldn't meet. I I in my humble opinion, anyway, it wouldn't meet any standards. You know, because I mean, first of all, as you rightly said, Pat, how do you uh, have these, uh, how do you know that people are of this gender or of this, that way? You know, their sexual orientation, their own business, like everyone's their own business. And I think it's, uh, it's political correctness gone stone mad. And, you know, and it appears to be getting even worse. Every program you see on television or radio, particularly radio like RT, everything... (laughs) One of the presenters now, every day, they have to have uh, someone with a different sexual orientation, and they give their history, and what they're going to do, and I don't know what's going on in the whole country. I mean, everybody, and we are are a republic, and everybody's entitled, and I have no problem at all in in having their, people, everyone having their rights to be colour, religion, or sexual orientation, or whatever it is, but why make such an issue out of it? And the more issue you make about it, I mean, we had, then you have the travel issue, which is the same thing again. And we had that on, on all day today about the money was spent by local authorities. There should be no money spent on any particular area. Everybody should be getting the same and entirely the same. It should. In this country, it needs. this That's what people died for and what people, what we, what we formed, saw so-called public for is for the people to be equal men and women and of all creeds and colour it needs to be a it level playing field it does but the leadership I mean Jerome and the direction that it things are going like especially in the media and in our national media has to be corrected someone has to stand up but and say Tom, we want more of this the leadership
2: of this country has no bottle that's half the problem
3: yeah, exactly they're, they're yeah. afraid of their shadow never mind anything I agree with you Jerome 100% and and and, and, and no more than the recent violation and the behaviour of the media afterwards, like, and I have no problem with if i bad chick, but the position about board is you go back over the past, I mean, 12 months or two years, and every programme that has been on RT, publish, and they're on it. Yes. And she's a good operator, and she's a good performer, and a good legislator. I have no problem with that, but her exposure was way above what it should be. Above the 4% level that the Labour Party first were at in the polls. Totally and completely above. So, in other words, there is a direction within our national broadcasting that has to be checked and contracted and challenged.
2: Sorry, Tom. The majority, in my view, is being challenged by the media. They're, They're
3: just covering minority interests on a constant basis. Well, it's not a fair contest you see Jerome do you agree with me there? I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's not a I fair contest because you have no you have no uh, life chance of reply to him. Listen to their presenters there since the COVID now even the latest um, uh, you know legislation that's gone through so it's unbelievable what a way they're behaving. You know,
0: I've got a text in here from Judy and she tells me today's international non Binary awareness, there, and uh, she's very kindly has explained. (laughs) explained it non-binary or genderqueer is an umbrella term for gender identities that are neither male nor female identities that are outside the gender binary thank you very much judy for that one we need every explanation i can tell you and clarification these matters because we came from another world and we we didn't settle into this all three of us
2: pat were far from up to speed then Sorry. All three of us were far from up to speed on this topic, because that lady has pointed out yet another facet to
0: generation. Okay. We were out through the field with a hurling in ball, and we'll go to an ad break, Jason, and we'll back to you shortly, and this program is going out live. You're tuned to West Limick, 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. This program is live until 11 o'clock on this <laughs> Wednesday night, and of course, repeated tomorrow, Thursday from half past 11 to 1. If you want to call in or text in on any topic, 06 69 or 87 and we've got quite a few messages in here about, count, not about Jerome Scanlon's expenses, but about County Council's expenses per program that was on uh, television last night.
1: So will back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD, ie you are listening to the podcast of county views as broadcast on westlandwick 102 fm on the 14th of july 2021 from 9 30 to 11 p.m joining Pat donovan and tom ryan jerome scanlon as this is the podcast of county views the phone lines and text lines are now closed please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome
0: back, folks, and we leave all those people aside, all those combinations of people that are there. Uh, Hi, Pat, in light of the RT program last night in relation to councillors claiming double expenses, which is outrageous, I thought to claim three times in one day. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't wonder it flipped in me. The, uh, expenses, which is outrageous. Does Jerome think that the same culture prevails in Limerick Council in relation to that? It, uh, to what that it is worth recalling that a few years ago, Fine Gael, Mayor, along with the CEO, went to the USA for St. Patrick's Day. At the time, the cost of the trip was agreed at the Council Chamber. that It would cost 3,800, but it was later reported that the bill was 6,500, which was claimed. Could the panel please comment, please? Mr. Kelly. Now I had quite a number of people on to me, but that particular one and another man was on to me just earlier this evening. It was almost similar to that. Very
2: similar indeed. Jerome you're, well, you're, g- you're making a fortune, Jerome, in expenses. Some people are, yes. And I have never travelled to the States for Saint Patrick's Day. It was one of the things I was always careful not to do. I I personally disagree with sending people to the United States, in my view it is over to the UK, they should be going, where we have a much bigger and much more recent, uh, how will I say, affinity but they are not part of our European family. We leave the European, when they were passed, they were, nobody has gone anywhere in 2021 anyway, I can say that for a yeah, And yeah. that's a good thing, consequent to COVID. So I would p- personally believe that all this will be uh, dealt with very differently into the future. There's no need to send anybody to the United States, in my view. Absolutely none. We have enough ministers going out there uh, to uh, represent us adequately. Practically in the in the year, certainly 2019, every minister in the country was outside of here. They went as far away. I think one of the local ministers went down to Wellington or somewhere in New Zealand. People went to various parts of the United States. And in my view, councillors should stay at the kitchen sink, get their work done. When it comes to claiming expenses, Nobody in glasshouses should throw stones, as they say. And I would say there were indiscretions here in County Limerick. They were highlighted in the past. I've seen them myself. I'm not going to put my neck out and get myself or anyone else in trouble on that front. But there, this needs to be, how will I say, managed by the leaders of the groups. I raised it in the Fine Gael group with regard to certain things I saw happen. I got no satisfaction. I was actually told I'd have manners put on me by the leader of the group.
0: Yeah, am I, am I right in thinking, now we have two factors here, you have the foreign trips on the one hand, and you have the local expenses for travelers going to Donegal at the farthest way point they can go well, and then yeah. claim. But am I, would I be right in thinking that if you kick the bucket or if you don't play ball with the county council officials, that when there's a trip to God knows where, you
2: won't put on that uh, no longer to tell, the case. To tell no, reprimand longer the case. you or they'll no, sideline you and so no, forth. No, that's no longer the case. That was probably the case up to uh, when, uh, when we had local government reform. So I've been in the council since 2004. That never applied. Now, there's about three different aspects to this. You can be appointed, as I've been, on the health forum. Uh, the health forum sat in Galway and Merlin Park, Okay. So every month, 10 months of the year, where there were 10 meetings of the Health Forum in, Mel- in, in, in uh, Galway, sorry, 6 in Galway. There were four, there was a committee then, that met at either Bundorn, Manor Hamilton, Limerick or Nina. And you're saying to me, Jerome, that so if you
0: were a contrary so-and-so, and you kept highlighting the awkward questions about the lady in the council. She had tea and coffee, brought out her from inside in the city and it cost uh, 100 euros or something for her morning coffee, which was there a couple of years ago. And if you were a council and kept highlighting that, highlighting that about the council officials, are you telling me that you'd be sent here? That would have no effect. I would, suge-
2: did you, did I, you, I, I would suggest that somebody attends a council meeting. People don't go to council meetings. And on the agenda every month, there's conferences, and all you ever hear when when item number 17, conferences, comes up, agreed, so there's never a discussion on it.
3: Well, uh, I'm absolutely shocked with uh, with the disclosures last night. You know, like and you know we've been listening to rumours all, all our in all our lives, with the situation as, well as the councillors, you know, and what they're you know going to conferences here, right, what they have to contribute the, at these conferences. I like to know because they can't do to their own council, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And uh, to be honest about it, you know. It's a real gravy train and a real, it's a a real sap in the face to the people that vote from and send them in to do a job in for to look after the local issues and look after them, look after the the serious issues that that apply within the county and the city in our city. And now, last night's program showed that that there's a scandalous waste of money, but I think myself that it has to go further this. This is a card uh, situation. This is this is absolute fraud. If you if if you claim expenses that uh, you're not entitled to, what's that? If you go into a shop and you take a loaf of bread, if you're hungry and if your children are hungry, you have to face the consequences of the law. But you can go into the council and you can rob five hundred euros by claiming expenses that you're not entitled to. Fraudently, and you can walk out the door and saying, sorry, I didn't know I, was, I wasn't I there at all. And last night's ex- uh, exposure of the actual scandal and the the, 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 the behaviour of councillors, like, like, it was unbelievable, unreal all here, because this came up there about five years ago again, when the situation evolved with the, the brown envelope job with councillors. Now, I mean, our councillors, I mean, here, elected, I think I think you have to take a pledge or something for the serve the public. They're serving themselves. And the and, and all these uh, these conferences and these educational boards appear to be the biggest joke of all. Now I'm not too familiar with the structures of what happens and how these councillors and how these councils I mean can formulate these all these bodies. But I know well that that the money that's been spent, you no, know, because just, uh, any counselor, his, his pay, they've recently received an allowance of an, an additional allowance of 8000 euros, which you no, know, I, I'm not. Uh, don't, I don't mean deny anybody, but from my own e- recent experience of the council in Limric, and the council arrived dealt with on a very, very serious issue. These people and what I wouldn't send them for a pint of milk. Never mind to lift them to a council. I'll have 'em getting taught twenty four thousand a year plus expenses and plus the option of going to conferences and going to this be a member of these bodies and that body. And as regards, and as a continuation of that, I have made a suppose, in the in the in the in the recent past the last month, forty phone calls to officials within the, the environmental section of the County Council, engineers, down to the chief engineer and uh, on a very, very serious issue, got no response, got no action. These people are not working at their desk, they're they're remote working, and they they can't be contacted, they might bring you back in the mind. So they carry on, it's local government, which in the councils themselves and the actual what we call the executive and the people that are running sports here on the show, in in <coughs> Limerick City and County Council, I'll tell you something. There should be an, there should be an inquiry into it at the highest level, and these people should be given their P45 and fired out the door. They're not worth even looking in it. never mind doing their job. an absolute distress And to hear last night in a selection of councillors in the we're doubling and tripling the expenses and it's all as a matter of routine it's an absolute there should be the first fault should be involved here no other one and there wasn't one word today from the, from the minister or from anyone else about it
2: well the discussion Tom we had at, uh, at group level that particular day related to whether something was theft or fraud and there was somebody there who had a legal background uh, within that group, uh, that questioned as to which it m- might have been, and it was passed off of that. Just on the conference, it's. I didn't see last night's program, so I'm. I'm. I'm uh, at a loss as to what what went on, but I heard people discuss it today. The conference allowance now, the annual conference allowance is seven hundred euro. Okay. So you probably can get to one or two conferences. That, I think, came in maybe around... Two, was it, it had been as much as 11,400 per year, Tom, going back to, to the early, my early time in the Council. And when we came on hard times, it was reduced at least on three occasions. It was around 3,700 to 4,200 for a number of years, but it's now 700. So I'm just wondering how or when that those big claims came about. Well, oh, they're quite recent. They're quite recent now. they pre-2017
3: now. or...? No, not at all. No. They were up to 2019. And 2019,
2: it? 2020. Well, the only oh, yeah. the only way in my view, and I'm only looking at it from yeah. the Council here, was that supposing uh, somebody was a member of the health forum in Galway... Okay, and you claim your expenses to go up and down to Galway, and I believe this expenses overlapped with the same day, from what I can gather, and the same person possibly claimed to go to Donegal or somewhere to a conference on the day, but they could only claim the they could only claim like if you go to Donegal to a conference, that's more or less the annual conference allowance.
3: But who actually is in charge of all this? Who in the council is corporate, responsible?
2: Corporate section in the council manages it and I will say that they manage, it as if they manage it absolutely effectively. Nobody will claim it or get a penny more than they're entitled to.
3: But that's a total contradiction. as what we saw last night, Cheryl. Well
2: I, well, I didn't see last night's programme
3: I mean, We saw that. Mary Hart, I mean, and and, her, and the people that voted for her and the people that, that, sh, no, that no. she's representing. There must, must be, you know, this no, morning. There I are a, there are a number
2: of outside bodies. One can be a member of AILG, which I've been in the past, a member of LAMA, a member of the health Forum. So they are the three that take people a distance out of Limerick. If you're on the... Um, the uh, what was the um, Educational and Training Board, or it still is. You're mainly in Limerick, so the expenses are 20 or 30 quid. They would not be very high if you go to a Board of Management meeting in probably Abbey Field or over in June that would
3: be as far as you would go. But why should people, why should people that are elected public representatives like, and uh, for themselves, their constituency, why should they be allowed for the, for the, uh, rob money like this? Because it is robbery like this. Let's why call not, it, 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 it I mean, if you, if you, if you claim something that you, don't, that you're not entitled to uh, you, It's a signed document, you sign your name, you print for all the details, they're all on last night, the, you've, you, the mileage, the destination, the time, the, uh, what was it all about, and you sign your name to that? I think they all said there were
0: errors, so we'll go to ad break and be back to you shortly. <laughs>
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. is broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, to Welcome
0: back listeners. You're tuned to West 1 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And this program is called County Views, going out live every Wednesday night from half past nine to 11 o'clock and repeated tomorrow, Thursday from half 11 to 1. And on the panel, of course, as usual, is Tom Ryan, former manager of the Limerick Holding Team and journalist contributor to the Daily Mail every Saturday. Am I right, Tom, in the Daily Mail? Correct. So many of these papers right around. And, of course, Jerome Scanlon, very popular person. Locally, an independent county councillor now for quite some time. So, if you want to phone in you know, or text in on any topic whatsoever, feel free to do so on 06966200 or 087 And Jason Smith is our producer, he's as reliable as Tom Ryan, he's never missed a night since we started. Ever reliable. And just to update you on a few GA scores, scores which some people might find interesting, even though you might have much interest in the GA, but there was results tonight for those who didn't hear it Uh, in the minor hurling championship Cork did you hear that one Tom? No I didn't hear it. Cork 6 scores 28 points Clare 6 points Yep. A 40-pint win for Cork, and Tipperary two goals, 27, carry 114. So it looks like Claire have moved into the very much weaker, weaker, weaker county brand there. Six goals, 28 to six pints, and that's it for the hurling, and... The news during the week there, of course, was the the comment by Bernard O'Byrne. He was head of the Basketball Association of Ireland, and he put up a tweet. whatever he puts them up on these modern gadgets that black dives matter in relation to the soccer player for England who happened to be black in color, and he either was fouled or he dived. But I suppose it's fair to say that he's been noted for diving or been accused of diving so personally I thought it was a kind of a turn of phrase that the black dive mattered in that particular case but many people didn't take it in a light-hearted manner called for his resignation which he has now stepped down from the Basketball Association so we've moved to a stage now that there was very little you can say now you can be picked up and it really the, the days of a, a slap and a crack and a bit of crack seems to be gone
2: Move everyone on. seems to be very sensitive now. Leave. but we're in, that, we're in that type of world We are in that type of world of sensitivity. And dives do matter. It doesn't matter whether they're white ones, black ones, or God knows what colour. Dives do matter. And Denmark were at the the receiving end of that particular one, and they suffered. Who knows what might have happened. England were probably the best in the bottom half anyhow. But uh, Denmark were definitely yeah. at a disadvantage because of that dive. And, of
0: course, I should have welcomed, with remiss made. I should have welcomed back back all of the soccer fans there who have been away from us for the past number of Wednesday nights. I was talking to a very nice man up in the recycling centre today, and he enjoys Tom Ryan and myself and the others every Wednesday night, he said. But he missed us for the past couple of months uh, while the soccer was on, which was very disappointing because Tom Ryan and I didn't miss any Wednesday night. Because the soccer was on, and indeed, when the final was on, my wife was watching it. And lucky enough, we have two rooms with two televisions, which one of them is rarely turned down, but it was turned down that night. So there was hits from the 50s and spotlight TV and then there was hits from the 60s after that so it, it was easy me to see the couple of goals and the penalties at the end of the side wasn't I, I was quite entertained were you entertained watching the soccer final?
3: Yeah well I, I am I find soccer very boring you know and um, I I I saw some of the matches including the final and um, I watched that because it was just convenient for me to watch it after the weekend and um, I saw the, the you know the, the Okay. <sniffs> the whole aspect of it like. And what did impress me was the absolute chaos and and the doggery and the blackguardism of the English. As they call them fans, well, how you could call those fans? I mean, it was an absolute disgrace across the world for to see England again, which they're pretty good at now. And they have a good record all over Europe and all over the world uh, with with their so-called supporters. And they're really right-wing talks. And, uh, but what did surprise me was, and what I think about it is, when you see here in this country every weekend, and people here that, that, that know no better, I mean, and I, have, I don't mind a sport, a sports, And, you know, people are entitled to like, and they, they can follow whatever flag they like, and whatever sporting organization they like. But you see, parents and they're booking and taking kids and teenagers over there to watch what's going on there every weekend over in England and they watch that on television there I'm sure that, that they have good memories and they're sending their, their kids in the right they're me you know in the right direction anyway but to watch Toggery and Stroll Toggery and Blackheart I was only at one match ever in England I was in Goodison Park to see Arsenal never never and I never in my life saw the behaviour I saw I saw horses and they're driving into these absolute savages and that's, what, that's all there and in actual fact they're a disgrace but how they can tolerate them and how we can tolerate them here and supports that's what's going on over there it leaves, me, it, it leaves me for knocked out anyway I can't understand it well, having lived
2: in East London, I would have witnessed the, the police on horseback up at Highgate, uh, over at uh, where West Ham used to play. And the most dangerous time was when we had, there was a group called the Intercity Firm, National Front People. Any listener here that has been in the UK, if Chelsea played West Ham, and I'm going way back into the 70s, I mean, it was highly dangerous. You certainly um, didn't go near the underground, you stayed at home that Saturday afternoon, yeah. basically. But, but really thing, another thing, here. Tom, that fascinates me about various supporter clubs here, I watched the match in uh, with a group of people. Some of them would have been out and out Manchester United, supporters, Liverpool supporters, Arsenal supporters and probably other UK clubs. So and and members of the teams of each of those clubs were on the English team. They made it upshot, they, up the yeah. yeah, they made it up. Yeah they made it up. But every one of them to a persons was screaming for Italy. Yeah. Not for England. It's was so such a contradiction. Yeah. Why? Do you have the answer?
3: But that's the breed of people that's fallen, you see. That's what. That's what. That's what I can understand, like. That's a cult And a culture. Well, will never. I like that. said to me one time. He, he was. He said, "You'll never get tired short of Ireland, is <laughs> Now, there's
0: an early one here, Pat Davis in thank you Pat, and you sent it in fine and early, so in case you might can't the better end here, fall asleep or anything, I better come to it now. Hello Pat, can the panel please discuss the reason for the lobbying ban on ex-ministers? What's it all about? Now, I've heard that one, they have to k- keep silent or not show their hands, so to speak, for 12 months before they can go lobbying, is
2: my understanding of that one, Jerome? After they leave politics. After they leave politics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure whether it's after they leave a ministry. I think it's after they leave a ministry rather than after they leave politics. I have to take your word for it. clear on that. But then, I, yeah. I have a feeling if you have if you've sat as a minister and you've been you'd have or three more or four influence or more knowledge leave, of what's happening yeah. internally. You yeah. haven't got the up to date. You'd have more clout. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the the actual lobbying, in my view, like if you go to Westminster, and we're back again talking about England. Uh, like it's all, everything is down to lobbying groups it's lobbyists everywhere you go and pra- practically every mp that's elected is on some forum that is actually there to lobby
3: and PMs as well, all the PMs. You see, Pat, that actually uh, is that's become that has been happening all the time. Not alone other ministers, but senior politicians and senior officials in government departments. That's where the real problem lies here. And you have all these big companies. You have the, uh, the you have the auditing and the accountancy firms, and you have the consultancies. And there, they're, they're opening all these guys in. You see, PM and big piece of money for their their knowledge. They have the inside track. They know where the bodies are buried. They have the actual contacts within the existing civil service, which is a kind of a mafia. That's what it is. An official one, highly paid by the uh, the taxpayers. But now you have also, at local level, at a council level, we have people who are extremely, council officials. Now they're that they're, they're being taken in by by influential people. And this is in our own county here, in our own city and county councils. So oh, this is something that I don't hear any issue. at all be made about. And recently, I understand, one of these people had to declare his interest, that he now is lobbying and is a, 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 a representative of a, national, of a national troop as well. So it's happening all over the place. And it's dangerous and it's wrong. And you see when you have people when you have people like what's formed and I want to ask you about this now straight out I mean Jerome, what do you, what do you know about this Limerick Forum? Who are they and how are they appointed? What, what, what is their role within the structure of administration in Limerick at the moment, the Limerick Forum and who are they? Well, no, to be honest I can't name them but
2: they, they're purpose, basically, Tom, is to guide us into 2030 and onwards, and to develop Limerick. The city of Limerick needs to be... city of Limerick, Tom, was, in my view, in a mess. And the forum and the economic unit in the council, Limerick City and County, have improved matters, in my view. It's but who, but who, who had... Name them. Oh, I won't name them at all. Why not? I, I couldn't tell you who they are,
3: to be honest with you. So you're a member of the Limit City County no. Council, and you don't know who the, who, 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 what the formation of the Limit Forum is. Well, I don't want to is. name people
2: that I might, uh, you know, I could name, I believe I know who's on it, okay, but I don't Is Murray in it? Hmm? Can Murray, is Can Murray chair of it?
3: Is he chair of yeah, it? Yeah. He could be. Right. And uh, who elected him chairman? Oh, who is he Chairman.
2: Those that, are, those that are on the board of the forum. Is, Patrici- not, is
3: Patricia I, Faley in it? Who? Or is Patricia Faley the ex-revenue ex, uh, commissioner? I don't know. I don't th- So I, in other
2: words, I never, we
3: have a group inside Limerick... I never, sorry Tom, Tom policy. I
2: never heard that Patricia Faley had anything to do with Limerick County Council, one way or the other.
3: So, so in other words, the forum is part of the Limerick County Council it? No.
2: The Forum never, the the, uh, people from the Forum never have never paid. But but why, who who picked them? Uh, To Uh, be honest with you. Did they pay themselves? I'm serious Uh, about this. The economic unit of the the Council, as far as I know. Who paid them? I don't have the answer. So in other words, we have
3: 2030.
2: I will come back with the answer to that. I'll find out for you, Tom.
3: Yeah. If, what, the name is, of the the full names of the actual forum, who they are and who points them and what they're costing and why they're there, number one. Why they're there? Well, because they're, it's amazing that these they're people... They're Tom, to develop the future of Limerick. But isn't and that, it's, isn't that but the Tom, work of the actual it's, council, it's, City Council? And, and isn't that your job? No, it's not. What's your job? Our job is
2: to represent the people... My job here is to represent the people of the municipal area of Newcastle West. Yeah, right, yeah. And beyond that, if there's budgetary matters that relate to the council, then we deal with that at budget time. So therefore... No, no, let me finish. I have never seen a figure appear in a budget for uh, the forum that you're referring to. But well, isn't they have factored infected in like? It probably
3: is. I Maybe mean, they're not getting paid at all. Uh, more than likely they're not. Well, if they're not being see, paid, if they're not being paid one way, they're being paid another way. Let me tell you that. Well, we need and this this is, we, and need this is rule. we need to be careful. Well, we can be careful enough, but we want to know who they are, and what their and what their role is, and the natural fact how can they and what's going to happen now when when this famous mayor is going to be appointed? We have another crew line up for them. Well, I would see. I see that as another. I see. That is a problem. Yes, it's, it's a major yeah.
2: problem. And it depends on who is elected mayor? to a big degree and how well the Mayor might work It is 20 past 10 oh, well, folks sorry. and I'm sorry to interrupt it
0: is 20 past 10 we we'll go to an ad break at 20 past 10 we've got quite a lot of text messages here which we hope to get to and anyone else who would like this is a live programme until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday night free broadcast again tomorrow at half past 11 until 1 o'clock and of course at 11 o'clock to half past 11 every Thursday is uh, the history programme with Shirley O'Regan and Tom Toomey at 11 to Hapist 11 every Thursday. Uh, if you want to call in or text in, you're tuned to West Lamech 102, your local community radio station from Newcastle West 0696... 0696200 or 0871669800 and feel free to drop in any comment you would like. Go to Network back to you shortly.
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. is broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.IE
0: Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limick, 102 FM, broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan and this is called County View. It's going out every Wednesday night from half past 9 till 11 and the panel, as usual, is Tom Ryan, uh, regular and uh, Councillor Jerome Scanlon is our special guest tonight. And uh, uh, Jason Smith is the producer and he'll take all your messages there if you want to ring in uh, now from now until 11 o'clock this Wednesday night. Repeat tomorrow's at half 11 to 1 o'clock, so there's no point in ringing on the Thursday if you he- when you hear this programme being repeated. 69 66 or 87 Mick Lynch from Barna, Newcastle West, I assume that is, of course, not up in outside Salt Hill. Please discuss the lack of bypass being built in locations in West Limerick for example, Adair and Abbey Field. Now, Adair, from my experience, in Abbey Field, haven't gone both them recently. It is a a real problem now, possibly 15, 20 minutes most times, except uh, probably 10 minutes is the fastest you get through most of now on an average
2: time. Well, I'll just give you an example of last Friday. and, and It added 45 minutes to a journey from where the captain's table is, maybe 10 kilometres km- on the Castle yeah. Island side of Abbeyfield. Now, there were, and they need to, from time to time, dip for diesel but that was actually causing chaos. When I got... Th- th- there was a tailback of traffic as a consequence of that, all the way into Abbeyfield, And there was a good 20 minutes. This was at uh, two, o- 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <coughs> travelling eastward. I through Abbeyfield the traffic was from coming the other way down, it must have been worse bad coming yeah. from Drumchastna yeah. over over I, I, when I got as far as Barna I went into the wonderful amenity that Olive Sheehan is running there yeah. superb and we spoke about people with foresight the late Massey Sheehan needs to be commended for developing the garden centre that we have in Barna he was a man ahead of his time because that is, this, that is the jewel in the crown as far as the GSG is concerned you've been up there have you Pat? Yeah, 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 it's superb, superb, and they have all the bicycles you need up there. Everything there, you can have a they had the Dublin bikes? Creation. No, I don't think the Dublin bike will ever appear here. Did I, I thought somebody said they had, uh, that they had arrived a week or two ago? Well, unless unless I'm mistaken, I, my understanding is that they haven't brought any bikes down here, uh, and there are quite a number. There's three or four local Olive Sheehan and, and the, the Foley chap from Abbey Field are providing bikes. Great service back there. They, Jimmy Barrett is providing his bikes. John Mulcahy is providing bikes. There are bikes available below at Caramile. Where is it? A, a Coughlin man owns that now? Yeah. Some kale. there's some bikes so from kale. I'm sure there's somebody providing bikes in radcale, but the, I can't. At the beginning see. of a line, the line, yeah. So there are plenty of people there to provide bikes. We don't need to be lending anyone money to put Back bikes in. to the up bypass. Well, yeah. I went in there anyway, but to move and uh, most impressed with everything. Yeah. So I decided to come down Old Barna. And to my amazement, when I'm traveling down Old Barna, I looked over to my left. I, or you can see the the, the main road, yeah. N21, and the traffic was sitting at Gary Duff to Cross to get through the town. So I actually went down through Monegay and came out by the church, oh, yeah. rather than join the it was, it was back as far as it was back as far as Gary Duff Cross, two and a half kilometres west. west of the town. Yeah. When I got, I got out kindly onto the N21. The traffic was sitting all the way along uh, the R5, one, sorry, the R522 at Beechwood, Rattina. Couldn't get out. Couldn't yeah. get. The traffic was sitting on the roundabout over the Creamery. The traffic was going up the R five twenty two to get into town. Nobody could get in or out of town, from what I could say. So I just parked the car and walked after that for the day. So it was complete chaos. And that's wise. nearly
0: every evening now at present time because you have more people yeah. not going for holidays, so you've got more people. They're all on the coming road. to Kerry.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a major problem, and we you know the. And a bypass is essential for both now America. the
0: Healy Ray's independent TDs in Kerry mm-hmm. they got the bypass at least it's claimed that they got the bypass for N- Castle Island
2: no I would give credit to Jimmy Dean for that Jimmy De- and, and that and was a, your that, party, that, but the Healy well, Ray's I understood regardless of politics them. regardless of politics that was um, um, value for money they didn't spend a fortune on that bypass and it's one of the most effective ones in the country in my view
0: well, it is very effective. You've just yeah. missed Castle Line. You're gone. Abbey Field is 20 minutes, possibly. You said maybe nearly half an hour
3: to get through yeah. Abbey Field. Tom? Yeah, well. Planning, planning, uh, planning. Uh, I mean, like well, it, again, it comes <coughs> the, the overall strategy, like in the roads, the National Roads Authority. Like, I mean, how long are we talking about today or not? nearly 20 years like and uh, you know in actual fact what he was saying that they, they brought the right Cup into the into the equation you know I mean it's an absolute disgrace like that uh, that, that it hasn't been I feel I'm not that familiar with I, I wouldn't be in Abbeyfield twelve. i going forward but I can listen to the it's very bad I mean oh, I listen to the to the reports in the radio every evening from, from from the from the royal authorities like and the delays in in here, it half an hour now, you know and, and to make it worse, you have rat now, you've gone up by the woodlands and you have them coming down by Kildaymo, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's okay, there's, a, there's an increase in traffic there's no doubt about that, but isn't it a show like this, and, and you think that the Limnish County Council would would be emphasising and putting it as a top priority into the national overall or national road structure it's like the road to Cork, like the, you know, it's the same thing, we appear to be neglected Completely, whether we had in the lobbies or we had not the power, but we were badly, we were very badly neglected when it came to decision making. And uh, like on the issue isn't the, the road issue in the day I feel and the and and the road to Cork. I mean, the, the road to Cork is
2: a dead fabric We have spent almost as much. On studies with regard to the famous highway, if you recall it, from 2006 and 2007, as was invested in the f- infrastructure to get around Castle Island. That's an awful stress, isn't it? But it happened. It's a shocking At that stress, time right, we yeah. had, and not alone that, but that discommoded so many people from a all the way back as far as Trumtrasna it it won't be fresh in people's memories but we had meetings out in Turnafala because the threat of the motorway that they were proposing to put through that area would have split the parish in two all you need in my view is a simple traffic flow system a ring a a significant ring road round the towns and it will relieve the traffic last Friday when I got home Somebody called at the house that was going to Kerry. And I said to the chap in question, family, whatever you do, avoid the main roads. If I were you, I'd go back into Turnafala, Mount Collins, Brasna, and you're in Castle Island. Now, isn't that a terrible indictment what of, is of the traffic what, law? What to have they? to send somebody yeah. off... And a wild ghost chase, cross country, yeah, yeah. to avoid the traffic
3: on main roads. Like you know, where, where any particular or no, holiday time, but even outside holiday time, I mean, it's there is a disaster anyway. You know, I mean, and, and the, the frustration that's building up there, like in the delays, the people, you know, is, is unreasonable and unjustified. You know, and wh- whatever national authority, when the national roads authority, a billion, a, 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 I mean. A, a, billions of, 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 uh, of euros in value, like, how oh, they can't, in actual sure fact, come to the about that, and well, without the, their surveys or consultancy companies, there are millions of it, like. there, there are, as you probably
2: know, four route options which were presented to us earlier this year and they're going to narrow those down to probably two or one and they'll come back with that in september and so wasn't there a link for to fines as well wasn't there that's uh, part uh, of it yeah. as well that yeah. that is agreed i don't know yeah. when it's going to start but that yeah. is as good as agreed
0: now folks will i have a lot of text messages here so i'll read them all does anyone know how much is the renting of the premises in newcastle west for the Garda station costing No, Jerome does not know. The old station is closed with over a year and not a shovel of work has been done, in its since being closed. Another example of the waste of taxpayers' money in this country. I don't know if true or not, but I heard it said that
2: there are talks of the new station being moved to Adair. Now, oddly... Christy Kelly. Oddly, somebody said that to me uh, today. Well, that'll be resisted. You can be guaranteed of that. Newcastle West is the county town, and the main station has to be here in this town. But Adair is the primary town of the West. I don't care. I don't care what Adair Adair is is or isn't it. Adair is a a village. It might have
0: been does a village become a
2: town. The population of Adair now is probably nearly as big as Newcastle West. Have you ever been to St David's in West Wales? It is a population smaller than Newcastle West and that's a town
0: it's a city What's because it? it was a cathedral yeah. Yeah. So but well, this whole town thing my native place in in County Clare was a town back in 150 yeah. years ago 100 years ago mm-hmm. a market town whereas you have other places like Six Mile Bridge now which is uh, oh, no, never no. called a town a village and it would be way way bigger with population the same for Adair, dare uh, Kilmalach was a Kilmalic, a town the population of Adair now is probably three times that of
3: Kilmalach way,
0: no. way bigger anyway yeah. way bigger Kilmallock I, I
3: don't do like so how the population So, a yeah, deer hasn't expended in any, there, in
2: there any direction like. 900,000 nine I'd say is as much you as
3: know, there yeah. is 2,000 or 100 of that yeah but I, I think myself like that um, you know just to be honest about it you see the garden stations like sure, the border works are responsible for the maintaining and the building of garden stations and the refurbishing of them and that's the biggest record now and of all Selling, time, they're selling, selling of them. Oh, they selling of them, yeah. And y- you see, and, and mostly selling them, you know. And the, the conditions have a lot of the other of are race, and we've been talking about it for years. And, uh, and you know, I mean, the renting of it who, it, who owns it? And what rent are they getting? You know, and and, and why isn't there, isn't, I mean, we have the, we have the, <laughs> the Minister for Border Waters here, here in the present. Surely, God, he can put a push on it, like. Sorry,
2: were you present today? they closed the stage. I was. I think there was a shocking thing to do to close it. You're, it's a bit like having no... I remember man. it so well that I
0: was talking to a nice Ben. I don't, you don't call him Ben Gard anymore. A female guard, am I allowed to call her Lady a female girl? Yeah. I was talking to her on the day, and I was absolutely shocked, Tom, within three or four days. I saw her, photograph in the paper, she
2: died suddenly. One of the guards that was on duty today at the closing of didn't, that cab station. didn't realise that at all. Yeah, yeah. But that guard yeah. station should never have closed. And now we're in a much worse position. Because if you <laughs> ring the guard station here in Newcastle West after nine o'clock at night, yeah. you get onto Henry Street. More often than not, the call isn't answered. We, we had problems with the telephone there last week. You couldn't get when you ring wrong 20650. But that's very much
0: um, a no thing. You can be ringing Newcastle West station yeah. now and you won't get answered either. That's, yeah. that's, prob- that's, that's nothing I mean. no. no,
3: yeah. no yeah. that's hard yeah, to believe but surely to god like in a situation like that that i mean you have to have a service in a conversation it in The town of Newcastle West, you know, because Tom, I mean,
0: I think it's like the banks that the, the
3: service has gone from we, mount past, we had a discussion here about it two months ago. I uh, Jerome was here in the same night. About there was a big furore about a giant police and link up between Newcastle West and Ruff, and they were the, the actual local, like uh, the, the local guardian, they head, it was all oh, there were, and a bus, uh, and, uh, yes, they were going to do great for the area and to go to increase policing cut the crime rate and we had a superintendent and in his chest what he was going to do and now you tell me this, uh, and not telling me but I've been mean, telling our listeners and whoever's listening to us that they won't answer the phone I mean this a, where would it happen like on the island would you Four agree with what Tom has said
2: I, I absolutely well I've had ex- I, I have reason to ring the Garda station on a regular basis and nine times if it's after nine o'clock at night, it's always Henry Street that answer it <laughs> and they will, but length of time it takes, is another matter, they will respond right. but it depends <coughs> on where the, uh, where the presence is located. We'll locally. move up the line, the folks, the that is the
0: unbelievable comment there that's been passed about Newcastle West station. Just 1. 1. closed 1. about a year and a half, locked up, sitting there with the
2: weeds growing up, the grass has been cut and, Pat, and they're in another interview. We had the account. Oireachtas members including a minister there to close it, yeah? to, 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 how will I put it, uh, to um, Locked the door. Well, in fairness to all of them, now, no, it did. is
0: rarely a minister ever turned up to the closing of anything. <laughs> well, it was a photo shoot, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> what is the opinion of the panel regarding the industry? the incineration of waste at the cement factory. From the same Christy Kelly. Hi uh, Pat. What game is Tony Hoolan playing it He's asking parents who are vaccinated not to take their children to indoor dining. The vaccines are either working or they are not. The government saying one thing one minute and their handler Tony Tony saying something else the next minute. Why can't the board come out with the same message if whatever that is. Christy Kelly. Christie's on the ball tonight Christy. Some of us still wonder how you couldn't get elected to the council because your knowledge is that equal I would imagine to Tom Ryan and Jerome Scanlon. Would I f- be fair enough to pass oh, that yeah, comment? Yeah, Definitely up there with the best Christy in my opinion. Hi Pat it is incredible the amount of money that councils receive when a council said on your show that councils have no say and not of disgrace. I'm sure he'll clarify what he has a no say when i ran for the oh, council
2: yes, I, I just need i i did not say I,
3: no not you that's are wrong
0: yeah i think it, it was a, a councillor counselor on the previous night oh, here I, I, I would
3: think yeah, Liam galvin <laughs> Liam galvin says Liam
2: galvin said he had that, you know, no yeah, say yeah, yeah galvin has more to say than I, I, most well
3: i, I didn't specific, say that he, he had no path. say and i he that he had, that they had actually the council now had been what being overruled by the executive and by the ceo whose fault yeah. is that well, What's yes. the fault of the councillors? The, two, is, main, sorry,
2: the two controlling right. groups in the council, Tom? Correct. We made they a point very The best yes. example of it was that loan up 300000 recently. Yes. When I ran for how the council, the I stated that if... The, uh, sorry, Jerome. When I ran for the... I'm
0: continuing reading Christy Kelly's piece. When I ran for the council, I stated that if elected, I would not go on any meaningless junkets. Unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to show my objection to them. It is incredible to hear Jerome say, that the motion for attending conference is never questioned. I am surprised that Jerome goes along with him without questioning also and my apologies now to everybody I've got to go to an ad break and we'll give Jerome the
1: right to reply when we come back County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West For all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.IE You are listening to the podcast of County Views. This is broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 14th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD ie hello Patton panel i
0: send my first text on the night from the high misty hills of knock road this is misty around the west this evening anyway and we're coming in here at past nine can the panel please discuss the recent by-election results from dublin what does the results of Fina fall what does the results of FINA fall deirdre Connolly? These results spell for the Fianna Fáil party. Also, will Tánaiste Michal Martin retain leadership of the party? Well, if you want my opinion, Mark, it wouldn't be a surprise to me that if the Labour Party and Fianna Fáil don't go further down the scale, because every time I turn on my wireless, just to say long ago, you will hear Leo Varadkar nonstop. and this is rarely I hear Michael Martin. So it must be very disappointing for dedicated Fianna Fáil people. That's my opinion. Hello, Pat. I have a mighty respect for Councillor Jerome Scanlon, but my God, I'm absolutely shocked and annoyed that he wouldn't name the people on the panel that Tom Ryan spoke about. As we are the taxpayers paying for all these people in the council, it also boils my blood to think Con Murray could be chairman of this committee. I'm hoping Jerome will live up to his word and follow up on the info about this, as those taxpayers should be aware of all goings on. Sarah Butler, Newcastle West. Thank you, Sarah, for that one, and thank you, Mark, also. And hello, Pat, can the panel please give their views on President Michael D. Higgins' comments on the gambling? And that is from Mike in Kilmallock, and I'm glad you gave us that one, Mike, because I had it marked here on my sheet beside me. And another one, hello, Pat, what's going on in the horse and greyhound industry? Ref regards drugs and disposal of animals. This is my second time sending in this text for this topic to be discussed. I hope you did discuss and we'll try to discuss a few now as well. Uh, Jerome, to regard Sarah Butler's question for you, Mm. we hope that when you're back again that you will have all
2: of those. I just want to make one comment on that. I didn't comment on it because I'm not 100% certain whether these people are doing what they're at on a voluntary basis or not. And if they're there as volunteers, it's it's very different from... But you didn't have them. the names of the major. No, and I'm not going to, to going to, to divulge names. Why? Because maybe I mightn't, I mightn't be absolutely correct. Oh, yeah, but it. that's
0: the only reason. Like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I,
2: I, it's not a secret I'm society. Not, uh, not, not,
0: no, a, I, 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 am I... Is it a, a secret
2: society like that? No, that? Am, I, am I somebody that goes around protecting people? I don't believe I
0: am. No, but I'm just wondering, because if it's such a major thing, if it's going to have such a major influence on the city of Limerick, then you'd imagine the names be well out there you know yeah. it wouldn't be something to be hiding behind the sheet uh, what's going on in the horse and greyhound industry regards drugs and disposal of animals we've had that some time back on the television It was the, it was uproar over the state of greyhounds being sent off out to foreign countries and when the greyhound not, can no longer run as fast as he's earning his money he's chucked aside. The,
2: now there are a lot there are a number of um, uh, people at, at local level that take retired greyhounds or greyhounds that are beyond their racing life and I know uh, recently where some went to Malmo in Sweden a lot of them have gone to Italy so the majority of uh, dog owners uh, will certainly send their dogs when they're finished with them from a racing point of view uh, to Two pe- uh, two people that want them as pets, and they're very much in demand in Italy, I know, and I, the gre- I understand in Sweden as well. Tom, greyhounds don't seem to be that likeable
0: an animal. Oh, extremely likeable, is. Tom. Oh, oh, that's I, that's have because, them. because I'm looking at the paper here beside me, and a corkman who has been jailed for stealing... Uh, Pit bull dog. He got three months in jail. So all the small dogs. I've never had any mistake. Well, I did hear of someone stealing greyhounds, a but they'd be valuable greyhounds, you know. A pit bull. And I'll tell a little story, a little funny story. That was on. Uh, I must be careful in my wording. Jesus. That a greyhound was missing, and the ad was put on the local a local radio station, and the owner was looking for his greyhound, and. A phone message came back to the man that had the ad on the paper on the local radio, saying that he found his greyhound, and. The greyhound the man he gave him his name and address near where he would call to see collect your greyhound so when the man called about the greyhound he said hey, see your oh, greyhound and i see this I see that he is only and they verified he was the same greyhound <coughs> so the man who now had the greyhound inside in his shed brought in the owner and he said five thousand damage to my car and there's your dead greyhound Story is true. Yeah. So anyway, sorry for interrupting your time. No, that's one of the ways of finding yes. out if your cow gets damaged. <laughs> who owned the dog?
3: Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, recently, uh, the, the, you see, it's all into into gambling actually. You know, so the the whole issue is encompassed uh, in, in the one area. Gambling is a, a huge and, and serious problem now in the country, and I'm I'm glad that that. Michael D has taken up the the matter and given us a good lot of of your time and, and highlighted it. <coughs> and um, what he what he what. what, what we have covered it here on, on numerous occasions. That the actual the the advertising by the gambling companies, you know, the, the bookmakers, and there, there, there's one company there in, uh, you, you know, which is a major online company, and it, it's run by a woman, and her salary is 550 million a year, her salary alone. So that'll tell you Äh, uh, dich di, di sind extern. Just me- please? It, one of our major online companies. You know, who owns it is that the uh, that is the, the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Which betting about, company? A betting company. But the, the MD of it uh, is is really in a, she's living in a place called Gibraltar, where the monkeys are charged at Gibraltar. i them. <laughs> and uh, her salary is five hundred fifty million a year. So that'll tell you the extent and the power of these, you know, of these companies and the way they have, uh, the way they have taken over the whole, the whole world actually. Everything is betting now: matches, <coughs> racing, soccer, football, Gaelic games. And I remember when I was manager of Limerick, I got letters from people, and they frightened you. The amount of money I never, I never realised. I never bet better in a match of my life. But I mean, the amount of money that's on matches every weekend, so you often wonder about refereeing decisions and all that. There's, a, there's an underline there, and there's a dark world They said is it the dark web? I'm not sure familiar now, but there's the gangsterism that's attached to gambling, and the tinkles that reach out into every sphere of, of, of activity is frightening. And all national broadcasting are, breaching, are breaking the law because they're advertising during the day, advertising betting, all during the World Cup, all during racing, all, all during Wimbledon and, uh, and uh, the golf and the whole lot. So the mental is it is actually correct. In, in what he's doing and I hope that, that it will that the government I think that they're taking it on, on board now after a the struggle they're going to appoint a regulator and I hope it's a better one than the head over the banks that's what I'm hoping for but surely people should be very careful young people are getting involved in this and it's, I'll tell you that the addition, gambling addition is the cost of the country at the moment it's unbelievable I'm aware of it people make representations to me why I don't know, but they come to me and they tell me about cases, their children, their brothers, their fathers, their mothers, it's unbelievable and frightening and I w- surely hope and, and, look, and I appreciate that, that Michael D. Higgins is highlighting this and it's very, <coughs> it's routine to highlight it anyway.
0: And of course gambling also, apart from people losing a huge amount of money, they've also lost their lives. I was reading a case in an English newspaper when you'll be reading, Jerome, <coughs> who put on a small bet and then he got Messages from the betting company, with 20, 20 years, he not another bit, and the next thing, the quiz, a very sensible lad, within a week he had lost 123,000, he had ran up debts for 123,000, and within the next week he was dead, suicide. So it's a serious, now I, I should have been promoting there, we have a new GA programme going out every Monday night, at 8 o'clock to 9, Tom might join us some Monday night, if he has the silence done later on in the year. New GA programme goes out every Monday night eight o'clock to nine o'clock at night time 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with Mike Barrett and (coughs) Con Warren and myself every Monday night. That's GAA review mainly. We didn't do anything on soccer. (coughs) And we have uh with respect to jerome who i hold in high regard i would like to say that the best counselor newcastle west ever had was Ned of the wire and was not on a salary he alone with eddie O'Connell teacher did great work for the town and together they did not get the recognition they deserved last one last one tonight from me Christy Kelly Christy you did well now tonight you must must be a a speedy typist as well and not a narrow to be seen not a narrow to be seen (coughs) and I will agree with you as well on that and I'm sure Jerome will also that Ned DeWire and Eddie O'Connell were two wonderful men for the town of Newcastle
2: West Yeah, Eddie O'Connell was the man ahead of him Eddie O'Connell and Ned DeWire and Ned Ned DeWire did great work for town all that area in front of the church there you can give our credit for that.
0: And again, I suppose it shows the weakness in the political system, because he wasn't with a big party. He never got any place where he really did huge work for the area, and especially for Newcastle West. He, he
2: did. The Labour Party in this area has never been strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But he did get re-elected. He, he was to the council, yeah, uh, to the council, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, um, you wouldn't he deserved to lose his seat because he'd worked for the, uh, you know, work, he, didn't, he did not deserve to lose the seat when he did. Yeah. But part of the problem is, you know, sometimes those you do most work for value at least. And that was the case. Yes, indeed. I, I think both of you across
0: the table from me, well, especially Tom, and, and I think of uh, Jerry South in Limerick. Jerry South, yeah. Sout, yeah. the amount of work that he did for the people with disabilities, etc. Trojan worker there in Trades Councils. I was involved with him many, many years. Marvellous but man, wasn't he, Pat? A brother of Sean South, and he, he went a, for the Dáil, I think, and he got no plus as oh, well. Oh, he was... A, he, he, he wonderful, was, wonderful, genuine was man. Was that
2: the 57 election?
0: <laughs> Jerry South... That, when he stood with To be late,
3: right, sir? I'm not sure, no. Well, Sixties, he, you know, uh, he was—he was, uh, was an unbelievable worker for the for, for disability areas, you know. Uh, after in And uh for, uh for his council and all that, he was a marvellous man, you know. He was way before his time and never got recognition in him at all, yeah. you know. No,
0: no recognition, whatsoever. No, whatsoever. No, no, He no, was brother so, a mm, you know, yeah. the, the mm. well-known man. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't—you wouldn't even hear his name mentioned now. No, that's no. all I mean, There's no, no mean, plaque yeah. or up anywhere for him no not I oh,
3: know but sure, that's, that is really like, that's, that's always the case, the case. and, you say, you and Mike
0: Barrett says there was a group in Newcastle West who export re- retired greyhounds to Italy correct
3: yeah. right. yes, yes. Yeah. but, but the, uh, getting, getting back to, to the actual um,
0: we're running out of time half a minute, next, uh, have
3: a minute. Uh, next Monday night on Panorama there's a, a programme on the horse racing industry and the people would be well aware, be well you know for the look uh, and see what's happening under the yep. under the spotlight you know the, uh, and behind the scenes
0: we are missing Polly tonight she must have got sunburned out in her rose garden <laughs> So my sincere thanks, Jerome, for joining us once We're again, one of the politicians, is, is very reliable in turning up uh, to us, uh, and, and also I must appreciate your honesty, at least it looks like that anyway, you're, you're will be frank honest in your frank and honesty, poly- your opinions, and thanks to the ever-reliable Tom.
3: And i actually go like to Polly and thank her for, I see what she she has requested during the week for Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, and uh, Polly, she will really appreciate it. Polly,
2: yeah. Polly, one would think that Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan are an item. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't
0: know, they just said the that. I, I, I was driving Thanks, my, uh, my some in the morning and, and I heard the request for Pat Donovan and Tom Ryan and I got a fit of laughing right people think this (laughs) another couple (laughs) so folks take care and thanks to Jason there and thanks to the panel and thank you for the large number of messages and Christy have a good strong Christy Kelly have a good strong cup of tea after that Mm -hmm. and thank you for your input and thank the other listeners as well for their messages so good night God bless and take care folks
1: 102 fm you've just been listening to the podcast of county views as broadcast on western Wick 102 fm on the 14th of july 2021 from 9 30 to 11 pm jerome scanlon joined pat o'donovan and tom ryan for the discussion county views is brought to you by tynan o'donovan solicitors limerick and newcastle west for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.